everybody welcome back to another episode of can you dig it a podcast by silverscreenandroll.com i am christian rebus joined by jacob rude with a special guest today uh that i informed that we were going to do this podcast 10 minutes before we recorded uh and it was literally only because uh, we were talking about it so uh everybody welcome kendrew from you might you might have seen his work on lakers outsiders and if you haven't I, I don't know what to tell you. He's here. He's our friend. He's a friend of the podcast, and that's uh, that's why he's joining us today. Kendra, how are you doing? Uh, doing all right. Um, it's uh, com- kind of comforting to know that uh, the NBA is uh, not really going to be in a bubble, and uh, with all of the focus on social justice going on, they decided to militarize that bubble. <laughs> so it'll be, uh, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Can't think of a more like tone deaf move they could have made. <laughs> it was, it really was like, uh, you know, protests against cops. Okay, we hear you. How about more cops? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, this is going to be a quick aside, but I, uh, we saw that like Jared Dudley just got a, uh, a shipment of bronze to be wearing. And I keep thinking that that's a uh, slight because he would he would just wear Kyrie's for the past two years, like, and just Kyrie's. And I'm thinking, like, is this like a passive aggressive move to be like, listen, man, I'm a King James kind of guy now. I'm gonna be honest, Duds is a little big to be wearing like Kyrie's. I tried wearing <laughs> Kyrie's. I'm 183 pounds, depending on the day, and. Maybe it's just because I have like flat feet, but those those babies did not work for me, which is ironic because the shoes I hoop in are KDs, and those are like the most narrow <laughs> shoes in the world. Yeah, <laughs> I have a feeling Dudley only wore those because, well, no, he wasn't teammates with Kyrie, was he? No, he wasn't. No. I was gonna say Kyrie gave him those shoes and he just wore those, but no, I guess that wasn't the case. Not that Dudley has any regard for his teammates because he had that okay Delo uh, tweet the other day that just took me out completely just yeah i was like my my god (laughs) they they just my son keeps catching strays (laughs) speaking of d'lo uh which is like the perfect segue actually uh, nick young wants to come back to the lakers thoughts (laughs) Uh, for purely entertainment reasons i'm all for it but like any other reason other than that like if we want to compete no that's probably not the move we should be making but I still find Nick Young hilarious. Um, he's just not good. Yeah, uh, I, I've said this before on the Showtime Forum, uh, which I guess I'm like a recurring guest, if that's a kind of thing in podcasts. Uh, I love gunners. Uh, I love irrational gunners. Like Monta Ellis was my dude for a while. Nick Young is just um, him, but getting caught in a cheating scandal with Iggy Azalea. Um <laughs> And also some from Southern California. So uh, entertainment-wise, yes. If we want to win, no. I just don't know if whoever the Lakers pick up is going to play anyway. So if it's just Nick Young there doing bench celebrations and inspiring the next generation of haircuts and hairstyles, I'm all for it. Um, but it, in actuality, I'd much, I'd much rather have JR or 
like literally so many other people. I think the last stint he had was with Denver and he didn't stick around there. Not that like Denver was in desperate need of his help at the time. I just think if, if he was good enough to be on an NBA roster, he'd probably be, which you can make that case for JR too. But I think, I mean, uh, unless you guys disagree, I think JR's peak was just a little higher than Nick Young's. Um, oh no! Absolutely. Well, I was gonna say I have some ideas as to why things might have not worked out for Denver in Denver for Nick Young, but um, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, I'm looking. He played four games last year. I don't know. Year, yeah. I mean, I guess the report only said the Lakers were in contact with him, and he was putting on Instagram that he was waiting for the Lakers to call. So maybe they were just like. Hey, we just want to let you know we have no interest in signing you. And then that was, <laughs> yeah. that was the end of it. I don't know if there was an actual report. I think it was just his buddy saying that the Lakers had been in contact with him, which, like, Kendra, you can say the Lakers have been in contact with me, and I don't think anybody would fact check you. <laughs> <laughs> and I could just imagine, like, Polinka, like, just throwing the phone like Thilo in that one commercial and just, like, having a new one. <laughs> yeah. It is uh, truly a crazy time. Um, so the reason Kendrew's on the pod, not that we need a reason to have you on the pod, Kendrew, um, but the reason I invited you on today is because we're going to do an episode that will either alienate half of our audience or, or gain us a new following. We'll see what happens. Uh, but today, it, for, for those that, of you that will follow the Premier League, today was like... I don't want to say the season finale because there are still games to be played. Uh, but there was a championship crowned in the Premier League today uh, due to a game in which Chelsea beat Manchester City 2-1. to one. Jacob, I'm sorry. Uh, before I share my thoughts on the game. And with that, I am out. Have fun, Kendrick and Christian. <laughs> it was a... Uh, you served him as co-host. <laughs> you... I, as... Much as you're not happy as a Manchester City fan, which the game was a lot of fun. Let me first say that. It might have not been fun for you, but it was a good game. Uh, And you can find some solace in knowing that LeBron James won a championship. Oh, I absolutely cannot. (laughs) That was the hardest part of it is that – Watching Liverpool win was annoying enough, and then LeBron's tweeting out like Premier League champions or whatever for like, do you, how many Liverpool games do you think LeBron has watched this season? Because I, I would say it's easily single digits. Yeah, I think he's mm-hmm. watched two in the calendar year: Champions League final against Sorry Kendrew, the Spurs, and then today's game. I don't just, even know that he watched today's game. He may have, <laughs> somebody may have just told him like, "Hey, uh, Liverpool won. You may want to tweet something out." Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, by the way, you got six million dollars off of them. Uh, you should probably acknowledge what happened. That is a mighty fine investment. If somebody, I and I, I was reading today, he took that stake in in Liverpool in lieu of like five point six million dollars, and I think. Two years ago, it was reported that his investment had risen to like thirty-six million, which is nuts. <laughs> like, I mean, the number LeBron. I've seen, yeah, the number I've seen most recently is sixty million. Oh Jesus! Yeah, which, I mean, I mean, it, it, yeah, Liverpool's just taken off. Like, 
given the fact that you know they they invest properly in uh you know young talent (laughs) scouting properly instead of uh pinching pennies and you know just not running things correctly as a bald man with insecurities (laughs) that's a slide against dan levy i apologize uh for anyone who doesn't follow soccer enough to kind of get that he runs tottenham Hotspur, a.k.a. Spurs, not to be confused with San Antonio. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Kendrew, because there are there are a lot of our listeners that don't watch soccer, I'm assuming. And for that reason, on today's podcast, we are going to make parallels between the 22 teams making the trip to Orlando uh, and soccer teams, whether they're European or elsewhere. I say elsewhere because I want to be nice to like football clubs that aren't in Europe. Um, but when you're talking about elite teams, I think that's where it starts and ends. Um, unless you guys can think of a club that is just head and shoulders here in the Americas. We, we all root for the Galaxy here, so we know it's, we're not going to bring them up at all. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so um, I guess we'll start. And well, actually, no, I'm sorry. I do need to say one thing before we start, and that it's uh, to stand Christian Felicit. And now that we've got that out of the way, I think that we was can the start. worst part about today is he was the one who scored the first goal for Chelsea mm-hmm. because for a myriad of reasons, I obviously wanted City to win, but seeing Pulisic have that ridiculous run and ridiculous finish I was like eh I mean like I'm annoyed but that was really good so I guess it, yeah it, was it wasn't a conflicting day. it wasn't just and again I don't mean to stick the knife in deeper but it really was just a beautiful run and finish like the amount of confidence and poise he showed with taking that type of shot not even as a Chelsea fan, but as a U.S. men's national team fan, it's just like, thank God, we got one. He is the chosen one. Isn't it kind of crazy, too, that, like, uh, typically these clubs will sign American players as just, like, a publicity stunt and be like, ah, oh, we'll kind of just let them rot on the bench. But it's, it, it is really cool seeing Pulisic, uh, you know, play meaningful minutes, um, which kind of just reminded me of when Spurs signed DeAndre Yedlin and kind of just – did nothing with him. Didn't they like immediately loan him out and he never really even played for the team? That's normally yeah. what they do with Americans. Uh, yeah, I mean, except for like Clint Dempsey. He had, yeah, I was going to say, Deuce pretty. For... He had some pretty, uh, yeah, uh, first time they beat Man U in like 10 years or something like oh, that. Oh, I remember that. There, and yeah, that was. Donovan played for Everton for a hot minute. Yeah. Yeah. But most of them are in the Bundesliga. Gio Reyna's in the Bundesliga. Yeah, um, he's dope. I'm excited for him. He's very cool. Who's the one that plays for uh, Schalke? Weston McKinney. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's very good. So, uh, but yeah, let's talk. Let's talk some basketball because I'm sure we've already lost a few people. Um, <laughs> we'll start at the top with the best record in the NBA, uh, and that is the Milwaukee Bucks, a small market team that is pretty damn good um and a few teams come to mind for me but I'll, I'll start with you jacob what what team are you thinking so it's a the bucks are an odd one 
because they're, they basically have recently become really successful and they've had like historic regular seasons, but haven't done much in the postseason. And pretty much through all these, I correlated kind of the regular season being the league and then the playoffs being like the Champions League. Mm-hmm. So Interesting. I, yeah, I actually went with Man City for the Bucks. Um, wow. Okay. Oh. <laughs> all right. For the, I mean, for those okay. reasons. Under those the, parameters, sure, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. had like a – during the regular season, they shattered records for offensive rating and stuff like that. They're just blowing people away. But the playoffs last season, we saw the wheels kind of come off, and that has pretty much been City's MO is that <laughs> they can destroy everyone in the league, but come time to play in Europe, they just kind of crumble. So that was – V-A-R. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> You're trying to get me to leave this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was that was where I went with that. But that was a, the Bucks were a weird one. I thought I was trying to think of a team that I mean, obviously Giannis is basically the best player in the world. Um, but there isn't really a team I could think of that had like one incredible player and then just kind of a lot of nice complimentary pieces unless I was just not thinking of someone yeah I Uh, think the way I approached it was kind of from a more like organizational standpoint history and for that reason uh, I went with Leicester City for the Bucks just like a team in a relatively small market that's enjoyed success in recent years um and I think that qualifies for the Bucks. Certainly qualifies for Leicester. I don't think anybody <laughs> predicted them winning the Premier League, but they did. And uh, you know, shout out to them. Don't know if the Bucks will win the NBA Finals, but uh, if you know, we're going to assume that. Like, if we're equating regular season success to like Premier League, which is literally just regular season, there is no postseason. Uh, then I think I think Lester's my choice. That's a fair choice. I I'm not sure if I told you guys. Uh, quick aside, but um, that summer before that uh, season, I was gonna put a hundred dollars on Lester, uh, oh, just no. as a joke. <laughs> I was, I mean, it was Vegas, so you know, after uh, a lot of intoxication. But one of my friends was like, "Nah, don't do it." And then I remember texting him. I was just like, "I will never forgive you for stopping me from making that bet." <laughs> Uh, for those who um, don't know, Lester were a five thousand to one. Five thousand. So yeah, a hundred dollar bet. Uh, Kendrew would not be on this podcast. He would be uh, rolling in money right now. I think. No, I would have. I would have been able to pay off from my grad school. Um, for <laughs> uh, for the Bucks, I actually picked. Uh, just looking at it organi- organizationally, I uh, as a team that kind of just you know started just having a pretty good rise in the past few years. I went with RB Leipzig just because mm-hmm. like they almost won last year. They're third place, I think in the Bundesliga right now. And like even the year before that, that's when they started like getting better. And that kind of coincides with the timeline of the bucks actually being contenders. So kind of just went with them. I think that's a good one. This yeah. next one, the next one we have lined up, is the team with the second best record in the NBA, which is the Lakers. And I think there's a pretty obvious answer here, uh, but I'll, I'll let you talk this one through, Jacob. 
I want to hear what your obvious answer is. I think it's the Lakers. No, who's your? Who's well, yeah, well, yeah, the Lakers are in fact the team with the second. Oh, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> I uh, I clearly don't understand this exercise. Uh, no, it's Manchester United. Yep. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, that's not who I went with, but. Uh, Hani helped me out on this. So for those of you that know Hani, know exactly where this is going. He said Barcelona. Um, Hmm. They're an aging star that kind of sacrificed youth in recent years to go for more of a win-now move, Um, which uh, Barcelona, obviously – I think this would have had a little bit more weight too when Kobe was around because Messi – what has always been at Barcelona and Kobe was always with the Lakers. Um, but even still, both have had a history of success as well. But Manchester United is also the other one I was kind of thinking of um, for pretty much all the same reasons. I, they both, I'm trying to think, both of their like down spells pretty much came at the same time as well. No, uh, yeah, 2013. That's when Ferguson left. That's when the uh, that's when Dwight left. Yeah, so they pretty much mirrored in recent years, and except the Lakers are finally competing at the top again, and United are still not, which is glorious to watch. No, I'm gonna and, like, oh. <laughs> go ahead. All right, now I was gonna say like you could make the comparisons of like uh, Rooney and Kobe, like given the fact that. Sure, they uh, Rooney didn't spend all of his time with Man U. Um, I mean, Kobe wasn't drafted by the Lakers, so you know. But uh, or just organizationally, what they would do was like they'd sell. Uh, they they expected to do things just based on their name, and that's what the Lakers were doing for a while too. Uh, there's there was that sense of like entitlement, like Man U be like, oh yeah, we get that, we'd be able to afford that free agent. Yeah, let's do it. And honestly, that's pretty much every free agency period with the Lakers. I mean, as evident by like the myriad of Grant Goldberg photoshops that we see of uh, <laughs> dudes in Laker jerseys. Um, but yeah, they they would kind of just sell, um, you know, based on brand. And it, the Lakers rebuilding kind of coincided with Man U's having younger guys like Martial, um, uh, Lingard. And, you know, the Lakers had Jordan Clarkson, D'Angelo Russell, all all that throughout those times. So, yeah, that was my answer, too. I think that's really sound logic and more sound logic than I used for my Barcelona, com- Barcelona comparison. And I'm going to jump ahead a little bit because I'm interested in hearing your guys' thoughts on it. But for Barcelona, I picked the Spurs. And, again, I'm looking at this as more of, like, an organizational standpoint because – when I think of just like beautiful football or soccer, what have you, I think of that 2010, 11 Barcelona team, just the way they pass the ball under Pep and um, just like the epitome of, of the way soccer is supposed to be played. I think the Spurs in their prime were definitely the epitome of like the way basketball should be played, the way they passed, how technical it was. And also because of the core they had, you look at Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, uh, Tony Parker. I forget. I feel like I'm forgetting a big one. Maybe not. I mean, Kawhi and Boris Dio. Yeah. <laughs> but, and then you, 
you compare that to the you know the old guard, the core they had there with um, you know Xavi, Iniesta, Mascherano, Busquets, um, Messi, obviously, but it feels like he's been around forever. Um, when I think of like organizational togetherness, I think the Spurs, and I know it hasn't been that way since really they traded Kawhi Leonard for Danny Green and <laughs> Jakob Pertl. Uh, but I, I guess you can kind of liken that to the transfer Barcelona pulled off for Coutinho. Didn't exactly work out. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, Sorry, I mean, honey. <laughs> yeah, for Spurs, I – so my mindset was a little different because I was basically – the Spurs always have like a, a very distinct way that they play. Um, so I was just trying to think of a team that had a very distinct – they play a certain way no matter what, and they find, they have success with it. I went with Atletico Madrid. Um, in terms of like how they play, it couldn't probably be more different. Um, but I was more going just with the mindset of playing a certain way, no matter what, and still getting wins. Um, it seems like no matter how good or bad the Spurs roster is, they always crank out 40, 45, 48 wins a year. Um, although this year will obviously be the exception. Same with Atletico. It seems like no matter who's on the roster, they're always – right there near the top of the La Liga um, or same in Champions League. They always go pretty far in Champions League as well. So, um, and that's, that's a mindset I use there, but I mean, your, the, your, your pick makes sense as well. Um, Because yeah, those prime Spurs teams were an absolute joy to watch um, on offense and, the same can be said about those Barcelona teams as well. Uh, I was actually going to go with Juventus for them. Um, just because if we were looking at like respective leagues, I was just thinking about like their respective like divisions and stuff like that. Mm, yeah. Spurs somehow always end up on top of their division. Juventus and Spurs both have monochromatic colors. Um, for a time period, they were anchored by a very old player with the number 21. <laughs> uh, so you have Tim Duncan, you have uh, Pirlo, even though he's only there for, I think, five years. Um, but yeah, it, they've... I mean, you could also kind of equate their uh, their trade of Kawhi Leonard with like how they traded Pogba. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was trying to find parallels in that regard. Pogba's Tim Duncan yeah. can confirm. <laughs> Tim Duncan never had a beer anywhere near as majestic as Pirlo, though. <laughs> I don't know if anybody I did. I strive yeah. to one day have a beard similar to Pirlo. I strive to grow facial hair just like you, Jacob. <laughs> this is ta- this is taking me four months. This is taking me four months. <laughs> That's your quarantine beard. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that I was I was thinking about it while we're on the topic of beards. There is like a generation of soccer fans that think Messi looks weird without a beard. I remember when <laughs> Messi first grew out his beard. I'm like, what is this? And then he got it. He got the tattoos, and I was like, who are you? Who is this man? And then and now he, they're he like, that is hair blonde. Now there's a ton of like just younger guys that are like, oh my god, Messi shaped his beard and he looks weird. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> imagine him with the big old mop on his head. <laughs> yeah. 
I sound like an old head. Um, before I You're go the any further, one here. yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not even the oldest one here. Um, we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back and try to zoom through these uh, the rest of these teams. All right, so I think in total we've gone through three, maybe four teams out of 22, which is not great. Uh, so we'll try to pick this up a little bit, uh, picking back up with the Toronto Raptors, a team who, j- again, after years of just being on the bubble, are finally starting to like break through and enjoy that organizational success that you know so many teams covet. covet. Um, and honestly, the the team I'm thinking of, I think can be better suited for another team but i'm gonna say it anyway because i'm i know for a fact that one of you guys will have it so i'll I'll say mine for me the raptors are kind of like liverpool where all it took was like a management change at the top for them to really take that leap um you know sending players out shaking up the roster a little bit to to make that jump in Jacob, again, I'm sorry. I really don't mean to keep talking about this, but, you know, they – well, I, actually, you can find some joy in knowing that, like, the reason they hadn't made that jump before was because of Man City. Like, Man City was LeBron to Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Liverpool's who I went with. Um, I think the – I think last year's Raptors team probably was an even better comparison to Liverpool because – I mean, in reality, they don't have a lot of Liverpool or the Raptors have a lot of like stars. Um, they have a couple players that are that are kind of stand out. Um, and like I said, last year you would have Kawhi kind of being probably Mane, um, and then everybody else just kind of fit in perfectly in their role. And uh, they both. The other thing is they both just overcame huge title droughts and that is the last thing I want to talk about Liverpool for for this podcast uh, I'm just going to piggyback off that but I'm also going to use Liverpool for another answer so yeah well okay let's 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 jump into that right now what uh what I was going to use Liverpool for correct the next one yeah um so when I think Liverpool I think obnoxious fans just <laughs> very obnoxious fans, very annoying, despite, you know, having just some success, you know, throughout their extensive history. Um, so I was going to say the Boston Celtics, because out of the past, like, 30 years, they won it once. Um, and I'm not sure the degree of, you know, how loud their fans have been uh, matches, um, you know, their records and stuff like that. So I was going to, I was actually going to go with, uh, Boston, but um, after what you guys were saying about the Raptors, and I was like, oh, wait, no, that is totally Liverpool. But, yeah. <laughs> well, the, oh, I think oh, I'm sorry. all for clowning on Boston for not winning anything for a little while. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, there's some uh, a little uh, we can, there's some pretty widely publicized uh, racist uh, things going on with uh, Celtic fans just being from Boston and how they get, are over there. Um, and then the whole thing with uh, Suarez and Evra back in like 2014 <laughs> was also kind of just like, all right, 
that was really bad. But yeah, um, yeah. For the Celtics, I went with it, my hand was kind of forced because if I pick Barcelona for the Lakers, I kind of had to pick Real Madrid <laughs> for the Celtics. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But there are some similarities. Both <clears throat> the current Real Madrid team and the current Celtics team have relied a bit more on youth um, than they have in, in previous years. There are still some star acquisitions, um, depending on if you consider Kimba Walker and Gordon Hayward stars, I guess. But um, Real Madrid just brought in Eden Hazard. Um, <clears throat> and, I mean, Real Madrid always is throwing around money. So I don't know – It'd be hard to find – I don't know, like, if there's an exact like-for-like like comparison for Real Madrid um, in the in the NBA, but this is probably the closest I thought I could come. Uh, if, if we're talking like-for-like, like, Eden Hazard and Kyle Lowry both have really nice um, – 100%. Christian this out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, with – okay, so the one that's really interesting to me that – I'm interested in hearing your guys' takes on is the Clippers because, again, you have a team that just hasn't won anything but has been good during, like, periods of time of, like, their their organization's existence. Jacob, you have a big old smile on your face, and you wouldn't reveal to me who you picked before the show started, so I'll throw it to you. Well, I just – Kendrick, can you think of any teams that have had some some pretty good success but haven't been able to win literally any trophies or rings? The past, well, I mean, considering the fact that they did win that one trophy, uh, the International Summer, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> that was. yeah, it's Tottenham. Um, and, and and to add on the hey, they're pretty good. They rely more so on a team as opposed to just like having a big star. Um, of course, that doesn't really apply to now uh, the current. Um, Clippers because they have Kawhi um, and that's it for their stars uh, <laughs> given the fact that <laughs> Tottenham's bad now um, what's it called they've always been overshadowed by a uh, crosstown rival I yeah. mean the big thing was like uh, when it came to the Lakers I was thinking maybe that could be Arsenal too because they got uh, over t- overshadowed for a while by um, the rival team um, but yeah, the Spurs were always the underdogs that are never going to accomplish anything. Uh, <laughs> next, <laughs> yeah, I I think that is a really good argument. I I was talking to Kendrew off air. When I think about teams that just haven't won trophies, I think about Arsenal. But going within my philosophy of like just looking at overall organizational success, Arsenal did have those years with like. Thierry Henry and Shesh Fabregas and, you know, those types of teams. So for that reason, I didn't pick them. Uh, Kendrew rightfully talked me out of it. Uh, so I guess we will move on to, God, the Celtics, I guess, while we're on yeah. that topic. I think you're um, the only one who didn't yeah. tell us, yeah, for the Celtics. That's a tough one. I guess it would honestly it might be Arsenal because the last time Arsenal won like a really meaningful trophy outside of that the God what what domestic league, cup did they win league, league Cup 2017 against North yeah which like you know 
with no disrespect to the League Cup, that's like that's like winning summer league. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's still a, that, that's still a meaningful trophy, and I want one. I don't know if the Celtics <laughs> have won summer league uh, during that span, but um, yeah, I, I I just think the idea that your glory days are so far removed from where you are now um, is kind of why I picked the Celtics. Uh, but I'm open to hearing, like, I understand where where both of you went with in the Celtics direction. Um, hold on. I mean, Are I like Black, Black gonna... Rovers could could also been <laughs> one. Like, like honestly though, they were like they were pretty good for a while, and now they're in the championship. Um, but yeah, their glory days are way in the past. And honestly, like if we're considering uh you know when the glory days for the Celtics really was like I mean before yeah. today and this season Liverpool would have been like a like nail on selection. yeah for sure <laughs> <laughs> moving on to the Miami Heat just people that like a team that exudes I don't want to say party culture but a little bit <laughs> just like a, a team that is always in the mix uh, and is just fun. Most of the time had a really high peak, but has just kind of stayed afloat since um, I, this one was a little hard for me. I couldn't pick one. Cause I feel like the heat, like the rest of the Eastern conference, I wouldn't even mind skipping <laughs> entirely <laughs> just because it's kind of hard uh, with most of these teams. Cause any team that LeBron hasn't played for just hasn't been very good <laughs> for the past decade. There were a couple in the East I had that were kind of fun. For the Heat, though, yeah, it was really hard. I ended up going with Bayern. I mean, Me you kind too. Of, yeah, you kind of mentioned some of the reasons. Bayern's always a contender. Um, at least in Europe, they're not. They're kind of rarely the favorites, but I mean, they have won recently. Yeah. Um, but they're just always kind of in the mix, always one of the better teams and just kind of consistently right there. And they they both have a half Filipino person on uh their <laughs> respective teams. You got Eric Spolster for the Heat and David Alaba um on Bayern. Yes, obviously that's also why I made them Bayern. I think it's uh, important to note that Kendrew is a Filipino king and just doesn't have like a weird infatuation with half <laughs> Filipino people on staff. <laughs> there were a couple like the Nets. Uh, I went with PSG mainly because they have two really moody, really good players. I really like that's that. a good one. Yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah, uh, and and they're kind of like in the newer echelon of like they're not an established like. Yeah, always they've just started to kind of be good you know what i mean yeah i, I think with the so for psg i picked the rockets yeah oh that's fine that's because, the same kind of reason yeah for the same dynamic but i also picked byron for the rockets like a team that's always in contention um wears red which and that's the end of the list <laughs> i like well, I mean, it, it makes sense for psg i mean for the same reasons uh bayern i don't know about because it seems a large part of your reason is jersey color <laughs> with the rockets too though like them missing 27 straight threes is kind of like psg blowing uh the lead against barcelona <laughs> back in 
2016. <laughs> yeah, I actually like that way more now. I went I like. with I went with Napoli for the Rockets mainly because they're like bad. They haven't been good in the regular season, but everyone they're mm. Napoli's still in the Champions League, um, and the Rockets are still most people consider them like a postseason threat. But to be honest, I like your PSG comparison a lot more. They're they're kind of just like. I don't know. I may be in the minority here, but I think Killian and uh, Neymar are just cool, and I think that's yes. what the Rockets present mm-hmm. themselves as yeah. too. I don't know if they're as cool as Neymar and Mbappe, but you know, to each his own. Uh, the one I am excited to hear your thoughts on, assuming you shared the same opinion of the Jazz that I do. Um, is who the Jazz are as a soccer team. And I'm thinking like a fan or, or a team that is pretty good, always hangs around, but just has insuffer like an insufferable fan base. Chelsea? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I like that. I, <laughs> that okay. Yeah. You set yourself up for that one, bud. That is not a bad. Okay. But you have to understand – Chelsea's turning a new leaf. We have Captain America on our team. Very good, young, exciting talent. Um, and literally the only reason I'm a Chelsea fan. Like, I like started following Chelsea when Fabregas started playing there. A little before that, too, because uh. the, the Fernando Torres transfer piqued my interest. Obviously, Drogba being there was very cool. Um and then you have Lampard there, Ashley Cole, Petr Cech. Just they're they were a fun. They were like a really fun FIFA team for a while. They uh, were Drogba was like untouchable for those uh, couple of years. And that's what kind of drew me to them. But I am all in on them right now because of Pulisic. Um, so I can't I can't claim I've been a fan forever. I <laughs> like I I don't know too much about their fans, so I. I can follow you down that trail based on the sole fact that, like, Chelsea's always right there, just not I, I, quite there. I thought you were going to say racist. Oh, no, I was, no. was like, oh, Jacob, talk to you. Jacob revealed that to me today. I had no idea about that up until today. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for those that want to look at home, it doesn't take a very hard Google search to find some of <laughs> Chelsea's incidents, but... That's heartbreaking. Yeah, I didn't have a very good comparison for the Jazz. The The Chelsea one sticks, though. For Chelsea, I actually picked the Sixers, mainly because they're a young team that's kind of been competitive, but now they're starting to – Chelsea's starting to spend a lot of money, and the Sixers spent a lot of money last offseason. Um, hopefully, for your sake, Christian, the money Chelsea spends does better than the money the Sixers spent. <laughs> because the Sixers seem already in big trouble. But, yeah, I I didn't have a good one for the Jazz, and honestly, I wasn't in love with that one for the Sixers. So I like Chelsea yeah, for the Jazz that, a lot better. I don't. And they both have tall French people. You have Olivier Giroud and you have Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Another magnificent beard, Olivier Giroud. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Listen, for I, I – again, I can't dismiss anything Chelsea fans have done in the past. But I will say, as I told Jacob earlier, I really think 
Christian Pulisic will be the uniting force and not just among Chelsea fans, but in the world by bringing the U.S. men's national team their first ever World Cup. I'll just say that. I'm still angry at the U.S. national team. I don't even want to talk about them yet. Yeah, I don't know, man. I've been supporting L3 for the past two years. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't sorry. drop that low, but no, I don't think I can ever forgive him. <laughs> I'm, we're going to start calling you Landon Donovan in here. Though. <laughs> um, the So there are a few teams that if you guys have teams for them, we can talk about. Um, Jacob, I know you said you have a few fun ones in the East that you want to go through, so I'll start with you. Well, the the uh, the Nets one was a big one. The the only other one I laughed when I did, I tried to think of one for the Pacers. I ended up coming. What do you guys know about Munch and Gladbach at all, really? <laughs> Not a whole lot, buddy. Yeah, so that's why I went with them for the Pacers. <laughs> They're the bad Borussia. <laughs> yeah, that's why I went with them for the Pacers. Uh, the fun ones I had left for the Pelicans, I went with Dortmund. Yes, okay. I'm glad you said that because I said the same. Just a bunch of fun young talent, most notably Gio Reyna. <laughs> I mean, there there are other obviously really fun players on Dortmund, but Gio's the one um, I have my eye on. Sancho is my favorite young guy to watch on Dortmund by far. I was going to go with uh, the Grizzlies as Dortmund, but I mean, it's honestly interchangeable because it's just fun yeah. younger players. Yeah. The Grizzlies, I went with Sheffield United because nobody expected <laughs> the Grizzlies to compete this year and nobody expected Sheffield to be like sixth or whatever they are this year. Oh, my God. Uh, They're like the new Tottenham. What do you guys think about the Trailblazers? Like a team with one, really only one real star and then like a bunch of other guys? That, I went with Arsenal for them. With like Obama Yang being Damian Lillard, basically. Yeah. And, and we don't even know if he wants to be there long term. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wish uh, that were true for Dame. The only other one that I, uh, the Suns, I went with AC Milan because they used to be really good a long time ago, <laughs> but now they're a mess and they have been for yep. a really long time. Um, and then the Mavs, I said that they were Lester mainly because I wanted to complain about how stupid their 2012-13 title was compared to Leicester winning that ridiculous title. Oh, the 2011, yeah. Yeah. For me, I for Portland, I think it's a little hot takey just because they're good in their respective conference. Uh, but in like when it comes to national competitions, I don't view them as like a major threat. Like whenever Barca pulls them in a draw. I'm just not worried. And that's Juve with the way their like current roster is built with Ronaldo and um you know the supporting pieces. Not that they don't have talent. I do think they have a talented roster. Um, yeah. That's Ronaldo but that's just Dybala are basically Lillard and, yeah. and uh, McCollum. <laughs> yeah McCollum CJ. So that's that's what I went with uh for the Trailblazers. Go ahead, Kendra. Uh, I just thought of one because you're just like they're good sometimes and they're fun to watch, but they're not really like not too much of a threat. But I don't want to say anything that's gonna bite the Lakers in the ass. Um, LAFC. Oh god. <laughs> I'm not worried about them down the stretch. 
Is Le- hopefully Le- LeBron's Latons in. Yeah, God, hopefully. Um, with the rest of these teams, like with OKC, I just can't get myself to care about them enough to think of a team. Like, that was one of the last ones that I – and it wasn't even – I just said Wolverhampton because they've both been, like, surprisingly competitive, and that's literally the only reason I went with them. It would have to be a team with just, like, a veteran yeah. caring to them beyond heights that they could have ever, like, imagined. Um, so that's hard. Uh, did you guys have – I, I somebody said it earlier. Their Madrid comp. Um, yours was the Celtics. Kendra, do you have a Real comp? Uh, that's a, that's a tough one because like if you if you want to describe them, um, you kind of describe any of the uh, you know the bigger teams like the Lakers or the Celtics just because they've been perennial winners. Like there hasn't really been a time period where they've been bad. Um, so I mean, yeah, in, I really... in, in recent times, like the team that probably has most resembled the uh, or most resembled Real Madrid has probably been the Warriors. Yeah, I actually really like that comp. Um, yeah, but I mean, the Real is still like second right now. Um, yeah, but I mean, the Warriors aren't where they are because they're bad. Like, I, I get what Jacob's saying, like, the Warriors have never been a team that's afraid to spend to or at least since they've had their core in place spent to to be a contender and you know when they're fully healthy they're as good as any team i actually really like that comment. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I didn't love the real madrid one i came up with i like that a lot more um i went <laughs> so i asked honey he's a barcelona fan if there were any rivals that they had that that where the other team thought that they were the rival and Barcelona didn't care about them. He, well, he immediately yelled Espanol, so I wrote uh, them for the yeah, Kings. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, so I immediately wrote them for the Kings. That's yeah, that's so the uh, that's the other uh, Catalonian team right there. Yeah. That's um, hilarious. And the other one I thought I really liked, for the Wizards, I w- looked for a team that basically just had a crazy good offense. Um, so I went with Atalanta in the Serie A. They are fourth in the Serie A, but they have 15 more goals than anyone else. Holy crap. They have 77 goals. Next, uh, next is Lazio with 62. So, um, obviously Atalanta is a lot better than the Wizards are, but yeah, the crazy good offense and still just kind of a meh team. Although Atalanta, I think is still alive in the Champions League too. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because before we go, I want to I want to get your scolding hot takes. Not actually, just predictions, really. Um, it, your pick first to win the Champions League. City, duh. <laughs> okay, but put your feelings aside, sir. <laughs> Objectively, Man City. No, uh, if I had to pick someone other than City, probably Bayern. They've looked ridiculous. Um, I mean, it's always hard to tell because, like, the Bundesliga is so frustrating because every year it's like, oh, it's usually Dortmund. Like, oh, they're finally going to compete. And then they spend the first half of the season building up a big lead and then Bayern just chase them down and win going away. Yeah. Um, but 
Bayern's looked ridiculous since the Bundesliga restarted. They're honestly the team that I'm like most worried about. Um, Champions League is going to be really weird this year. It actually will probably be a lot better for any fans that want to get involved in soccer because they're doing just a series of one-off matches um, over the span of like two weeks, basically. Um, but yeah, Bayern would be the team I would predict if it's not Man City. I'd under normal circumstances I'd pick Barca, but that first leg against Napoli, Napoli was just so weird, um, and they haven't been exactly in the best form lately. So, um, and obviously Chelsea's down three nil in their uh, leg with with Bayern right now. And so. um, what Bayern's also are when it comes to Barca, like Barca's just been blowing it in. In the Champions League the past couple of years, like they've had two really bad deficits erased in consecutive uh, years mm-hmm. against uh, Roma and then to Liverpool. But yeah, that li- but, that yeah. Liverpool one crushed me, like absolutely yeah. crushed me. As a neutral who did not want to see Liverpool succeed, it crushed me too. <laughs> well, at least we both we all have our vendettas against Liverpool, but I mean. First championship in 30 years. I think that's pretty cool. And it's it seems to be just like a, a theme for LeBron, just ending championship droughts places. I refuse to give him any credit for this. <laughs> yeah, no, I was about to say, like, he's not going to be like, Merseyside, this is for you. And then, like, <laughs> now, actually, I lied. I want to see that. <laughs> Uh, he like crashes John Oliver's show and just. Um, poor, um, I want to see his victory parade. Yeah, where he's just standing there screaming, "Mersey said, this is for you." A, a basketball player you think would fare as a soccer player? Oh, I was thinking of LeBron playing for Liverpool today, and I think he'd like the only person he'd be able to maybe give the business is Allison like just because of his height and his hand-eye coordination. Otherwise, like the idea of a 6'9", just bulldozer on a soccer field, just seems so foreign to me. Yeah, I was trying to get shorter players that are going to succeed. Donovan Mitchell. I was actually going to say, I mean, kind of the same vein, someone like Kyrie maybe. He'd be like Neymar, I think. Yeah, or... I mean, that or just someone that's, like, crazy fast. I don't – I mean, Russ is so fearless, he would just go flying into every challenge. He'd be a, he'd get a red card within, like, 10 minutes of being on the pitch, almost certainly. De'Aaron would be good, too. Who are the Messi and Ronaldo of the NBA, that one and two? Currently or all time? No, I'd say all time. Hmm. I mean, MJ and LeBron feel like the easy comparison. I think LeBron and Kobe are more similar. I think yeah. MJ is kind of mm-hmm. Pele in this scenario. <laughs> well, yeah, and I, I, that one probably makes more sense because, I mean, Messi and Ronaldo's careers have basically mirrored each other. And, I mean, LeBron and Kobe's didn't mirror each other, but they spent a good, what, probably 10 – 10, 12 years in the league together. Yeah. Um, and they were kind of constantly being compared. So I'll never get over 
Cavaliers choking in 09 and not giving us the the two weeks of those puppet commercials with LeBron and Kobe. I was going to actually make the comparison where Messi is uh, Bron and uh, Kobe was Ronaldo, even though like um, career-wise, you'd flip that just because like with how Ronaldo's kind of gone from place to place to place and Messi yeah. just stayed with Barca, Kobe stayed with the Lakers, Bron's, you know, moved around obviously. Um, but just in terms of just like, Messi makes everybody around him better. Ron typically does that too. If you look at, you know, obviously how much he's achieved with how little he's had early on in his career. And then not to say that uh, like Ronaldo and Kobe don't, but I just feel like they're more so like the main uh, like scorers kind of thing. You know what I mean? I think at the, at the height of the Warriors, Cavs rivalry too. I think you can make a case for Curry and LeBron being Messi and Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, last question I have for you <laughs> is: Who is the Jose Mourinho of the NBA? Oh my God, Byron Scott. <laughs> I actually, that might be the perfect answer. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it'd have to be someone that I don't. I guess Byron did take those Nets teams to the finals somehow. Uh, yeah, probably that. I, Jose is just such an enigma. I don't even know. We'll go yeah. with Byron Scott. That's a yeah, good imagine one. having to watch him in 2020. <laughs> you know, I think George Carl is another one that I that just gives George off Carl's Mourinho that, vibes. Yeah, and, and and then how much their former players hate them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's uh, true. I can't think. I, I was gonna ask who the most Zlatan player is in the league, but like the only person I can think of is like Mario Hazonia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was the young waiters. Oh, easy. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> That's it for me. Unless you guys have any, no. you can fire off. No, that I, this was fun. I, I'm sure that we probably, like you said, we may have alienated some people, but this was fun. <laughs> Wait. I got one. What's who's one uh, soccer player you think would do well in the NBA? Mbappe like, would start. Would start. Uh, Actually, how how tall is Mbappe? See, that's always weird because there's such a height discrepancy. Like Zlatan looked like an absolute like monster on the um, on the soccer field, and he was like <laughs> he's six, like six five. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm trying to think. There was actually, if you guys haven't seen it before, look up, like, PSG playing basketball. And it's hilarious to see because they're all absolutely terrible. This was back in (laughs) when Zlatan was there. So, this would have probably been almost probably five years ago. But they were all really, really bad. Um, I don't – I mean – PK looks like he could play for the Spanish – basketball team <laughs> just because of his facial hair and like hair combo um i don't know i mean zlatan could probably post someone up <laughs> didn't isn't didn't like cameron carter vickers' dad play basketball or something like that probably that's a deep cut <laughs> yeah i know shout out to the usmt oh i i know i saw a clip of it the other day it's pulisic he was like on the training field, oh, like that's dribbling right. a soccer ball, like with crossovers and whatnot. Hundred percent Pulisic. I have 
so I was watching, um, uh, I think it's the Players Tribunes becoming the franchise with Pulisic. And unfortunately, I saw him in one of the videos. He was wearing a rocket shirt, and it just tore me into. Mm. I don't know who he was. He he was born in Pennsylvania. Has yeah. he said yeah. who he uh, who he supports? I try to yeah, look that'd it be up. Surprising today. if you're not rooting for like the Sixers, just because of how like territorial that place is, you know? Yeah. But then again, he's like 17 years old. If you're this listening article to this, says he's a huge fan of LeBron, so maybe he's a Lakers oh, fan. Please, my so, God. I yeah, could not love that man anymore. But if I found out he was a Lakers fan, that would just be wonderful. Well, this is an Instagram photo of him in a Cavs jersey getting a picture with Kevin Durant. <laughs> well, let's hope he just, like like Rihanna, he just rides for LeBron wherever he is. So, Which jersey, though? It's the, like, the LeBron jersey. jersey. It's a LeBron okay. jersey, but it's one of the really weird ones they had during those final runs. Apparently, he went to a number of games in Cleveland to watch LeBron, so maybe he's just one of the LeBron fans, and he's actually a Lakers fan. Oh, thank God. Give me a heart attack. <laughs> well, this was a ton of fun, guys. Kendrew, thank you for taking time out of your day to join us on the pod. We'd be happy to have you again. Uh, I mean, I'm – you know, I'm I'm grateful that you guys had me on. Um, I'd love to be on again if uh, Overlord uh, Harrison Fagan would allow me to. But you know, <laughs> you want to come on? You want to come on Harrison and I show? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to compare movies that we watched in our childhood to soccer players. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's our show. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, thank you. <laughs> it was really. Um, a passion project and uh if you didn't i'm sorry i understand uh but we had a lot of fun doing it and hopefully that um we'll have basketball to talk about next time we come hopefully jacob hopefully we'll have a schedule to talk about (laughs) yeah so with that being said uh we'll talk to you all next week